Hey friends, welcome back to the By His Grace podcast. This is Misty Phillip and I am excited that you are here with me today as I invite Robert Beeson. He is a former high-level executive in the music industry who helped develop and guide the success of many major Christian artists, including Michael W. Smith, may have heard of him, Casting Crowns, Jars of Clay, and Third Day. But when his wife of 13 years separated from him, he was left to raise his three young daughters on his own. And he was looking for resources and was having a hard time finding resources for Christian parents who were going it alone. So he created the Solo Parent Society, which exists to unify, equip, and empower single parents. He is the host of the Solo Parent Society podcast and has authored the book Going Solo, Hope and Healing for the Single Mom and Dad. He is the founder and director of I Shine, a Christian media group dedicated to ministering to preteens and their families. So if you are a solo parent or you know someone who is a solo parent, listen to this episode or share it, and then be sure to leave us a review on Apple iTunes. This helps more people find the podcast, and we really would appreciate your feedback. So enjoy this episode with Robert Beeson. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Robert Beeson, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am excited to have you on today. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you are an author and a podcast host and do lots of amazing things. And we're going to talk about all of that in just a minute. But I have to know your background. Like, How did you get to where you are today? Well, a very unlikely road. It was not certainly what I'm doing right now was in no way my strategic plan for my life for my career goals. I I got started in marketing and then it turned into a record company and I worked in Christian music for um, a long time. And, and uh, when I left Christian music, a few months after I left, my wife of 13 years left me with uh, three daughters who were nine, seven, and four at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I found myself <clears throat> going from a position of being an executive or a record company to unemployed I had decided to leave Sony and start again and start a new endeavor, but then things got interrupted by me becoming a full-time dad. So what I, what happened is as a result of that, I realized I looked around for resources cause I wasn't, I wasn't a stay at home dad. I had a very thriving career in the music business. And so I was traveling a lot and I knew nothing about being a full-time stay at home dad. And now suddenly I'm taking care of three girls um, with full custody 
And so I looked for resources to try to find help and to try to find some, I don't know, books or guidance on how to, how to be an effective parent, how to care for myself. And I didn't find anything out there or very little out there and almost nothing out there from a perspective of a faith perspective as helping single parents from a faith perspective. And I just thought, my goodness, there's, that's, that's quite a hole because, you know, come to find out 34% of homes in America are run by a single parent. And if we don't have resources in this place where, you know, a third of our populace is, and if we're not trying to reach them with, you know, the message, not just the evangelical message of come to Jesus, but how to walk through a very difficult time, I think we're really missing the boat. And so um, my my goal at that point was to start journaling everything that I went through. So I raised my girls for eight and a half years by myself with this idea in mind that once I get a little bit more stabilized, I want to do something about that and try to help other single moms and dads that are coming behind me how to navigate this thing, especially from a faith perspective. So I, I was vlogging and blogging and, you know, I, I wrote that became a book and folks on the family picked that up and they put that out. And I started some support groups at our local church and it's just, it's gone from there. And, uh, but it, it was never part of my strategic plan. That's for sure. Well, that's kind of funny because God always has a better plans, even when we don't feel like they're better. And definitely it is a twisty, turny road that we are on. You know, we have our plans, but the Lord is the one who establishes those. So there's so much to unpack there. Let's let's talk about your book first. So tell me the title of your book. It's called uh, Going Solo, Hope and Healing for the Single Mom and Dad. That's great. And I love Focus on the Family. They are good friends of Spark Media and the By His Grace podcast. And so that's that's fantastic. So tell me, what what are some of the principles that you that you outline in that book? Well, I think the first thing that I try to do for single parents is um, single parents, by and large, they carry a lot of shame around and they feel completely depleted. And unless you've been a single parent, it's really hard to know the complexities kind of get a little bit my skin crawls when I hear someone say to a single parent, you know, my wife was out of town for a couple of days. So I know what it's like to be a single parent. And I'm like, no, you don't, you don't. It's a very complex life. And so what I wanted to start off with the book was just helping single parents know that there's nothing wrong with them. They're not, they're not a project to be fixed. In fact, I see the single parent, the solo parent condition or the season as being a perfect opportunity to to transform the way you see yourself, you see others, and you see God. For me, like I said, when the world kind of crashed and, you know, I didn't have a wife at home to help me, I didn't have my executive job anymore, all the roles that I played when they're stripped away, you know, if if you have the right deliberate focus, it can be a time of real I don't know. It for me transformation. And so I broke it into four different principles. I call them my four P's and um, they're not necessarily in this order, but it starts with perspective. And that is the way we see things will shape what we experience prayer, but not prayer in the sense of just letting God know like, Hey, we need this or we need that. But understanding that prayer is this time of, of both and us communicating to God, listening for his spirit and, and an ongoing conversation an ongoing understanding. It's really connecting what's going on in our emotions and our heart to God. That's what prayer became for me. And then the third P is pause, 
which is something that we don't do as an, as a society that much uh, single or un, you know single or married taking time to just be still and know that he is god it's a vital part if prayer is us letting our heart be known to god pause is where we know god's heart to us is in what my experience was it's so hard to do that it's so hard to unplug it sounds like simple, but it's not. And then the fourth and final principle was practices. And so there are some things as single parents that we can put into practice, not just practicing the other three Ps, but also there are some routines and some stabilizing things that we can do in our lives. And these four Ps, although I didn't necessarily identify them until looking back, I didn't intentionally go, okay, now I'm going to pause. I, But looking back, we have a way of going, oh, these are the step stones that really helped me go through those that season. And I think so much of like what we're about with solo parent first of all i don't condone divorce i don't i don't want anyone to have to experience it's very difficult but if it does show up it can be a transfer a transformational thing which is what it was for me just like you know when you read the story of was it jacob wrestling with god um all night and just continuing to struggle and 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 to be with be with this angel or with God in the struggle. And at the end of it, he he needs to leave. God needs to leave. And, and, and Jacob goes, leave me with a blessing. And so, you know, he impairs one of his legs or his hip or whatever. And, but then he says something remarkable. He says, I'm what is your name? And Jacob says, Jacob. And then J- and God says, from this day forward, you will no longer be Jacob, but you will be Israel because you have striven with God and not succeeded, but you've, made it through basically. And to me, that is what happens in a solo season. If we allow it, we struggle, we struggle, we struggle, but we come out of it with a new identity. And that is what, that is what happened to me. And that's what I want other single parents to find. Yeah, that's so good. And it's relatable, not even just to to being a single parent, but to many different aspects. You know, we have a, a profound, a son with profound special needs. So as you were talking about being a solo parent, people have no idea what our life is like as having a, a, a he's now a man I and mean, he's 24 years old and still lives at home with us and probably will long term and doesn't have a job and all of those kind of things. And so they might look at our family and, and see one thing, but they really have no idea of the trials and the struggles that we face. And so I love your your wisdom that you just shared. We do need to to practice and pause and pray. And that time is, is so pivotal. And if we allow the Lord to work in whatever season that we're in in our life and, and we're purposeful about it, it's when we come to the end of ourselves that, that God can show up and do something. You don't know this about me, but I wrote a Bible study called The Struggle is Real, But So is God. And it's all about about the struggles that we face in life and how we overcome. So I just absolutely love that. Well, let's move into, you talked about some practical boundaries and things that people can set up as a solo parent. So if we have someone listening that is a solo parent, or even maybe they know a single parent and they just don't know how to help them, what are some practical tips and things that we can do to come alongside parents in a solo season? Well, first of all, I'll say, there are a lot of practices we can do as solo parents and there's we've identified and now we have support groups seven days a week and so we get real-time feedback from single parents around the world um, through the support group and so i would encourage any single parent listening to go to soloparent.org to to dig in because there's there's so many things that i could talk about that that are, are helpful for a single parent but 
Your other question, I think, is is maybe just as as important to address, and that is, what can we do for for single parents? Like you just said, I don't know what it's like to raise a child with special needs, but I can only imagine that it's so difficult. If you're not a single parent, it's very difficult to really imagine all the facets that you're struggling with. And one of the things that we have found, and is certainly true in my life, is that single parents don't like to reach out for help necessarily because they already feel broken and they feel like they've you know failed a marriage. And so to, to just kind of become a burden to somebody else or to highlight the fact that they have a need is a really difficult thing for a single parent to do. So first of all, know that a single parent, they may present really well, like they're doing okay, but I promise you, it doesn't matter what level of single parenting they're in, they're struggling in ways that they may not be able to articulate, but, or they certainly wouldn't be forthcoming in articulating it, but know that there is a struggle there. And it can, it can look like everything from, you know, mowing a single parent's grass to going shopping for them or taking the kids, you know, for me at Christmas time or, or a birthday or father's day or mother's day, my girls, my, their mom wasn't in their life. And so, and for sure, if she was, I don't think she would be going out with the girls to buy me a Christmas present or a father's day present. So I had other women friends that would come and collect my girls and go shopping for, I mean, just little things like that, that, that mean the world. Cause I'm not going to go shopping with my girls for myself. That just, but those are little things that, that you can do. I want to caveat all of them by saying that because single parents are very aware of their own shortcomings and they're failing. And I'm not saying this and they should, you know, they're just these, this broken mess. I'm just saying we are very aware of the fact that we're, we're really struggling the way you approach a solo parent is as important as what you're bringing. If I see a single mom and her grass, I know it needs to be cut. If I went to her and I said, hey, listen, would you allow me to cut your grass for you? I can almost guarantee you they might feel a little on the defense, like, oh, it's getting to, I'm not doing that right either. And, you know, and, and so they'll just, sometimes they'll go, no, I, I got it. That That's highlighting a need. You could get the same thing accomplished in mowing the grass if you were to approach a single parent and say listen i just want to let you know that i admire you so much i don't know how you are doing all this on your own and i i would be honored if you would allow me to be involved in your story in any way if i could mow your grass or if i could do something to just lighten your load a little bit i i it would be an honor for me to be a part of your story because i find it so inspiring both of those situations are serving a single mom trying to mow their grass but the one is approaching them from a position of honor and going i'm amazed and inspired by you and so i want that to come through really clearly because it's not just can I write you a check? Can I mow your grass? Can I check, you know, check on your plumbing? It really, how you approach a single parent and letting them know that they're doing a good job and that, you know, they don't have it perfect. We're very aware of single parents that so we don't have it perfect, but stepping into their story is, would be an honor for you to be involved with. Does that make sense? I absolutely love that. Yes. Because instantly when you said that, I was like, well, I would probably be offended thinking, you know, what my grass is too high. You know, moms in general already have so much mom guilt if we're talking about a mom and then you throw that on top of it. So absolutely. And, and it's just a, it's just a, a little bit different way of framing it. And then you show them that you are in their corner and that you're there for them. And then you can be a blessing to them without, without 
harming harming them or hurting their feelings. So that's yeah, yeah that's really and it's a simple it's just a nuance. It's not really doing much different. It's just how you message it and how you communicate. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's so good. And so you talked a little bit about the resources that you have. So mm-hmm. what what is the name of that program? Soloparent.org is our website. The organization is called Solo Parent, and we have free resources. We have a podcast that comes out every week where we deal with the, the struggles that single parents deal with the most. Uh, I have a daily de- a daily devotion reflection tool that's out in audio thing that's available called Sound Mindset, where it's just 10 minutes of simple breathing exercise, getting in touch with going, what's going on inside, bringing that to God, reflecting on scripture. And then we have support groups, which is kind of the lifeblood of what we do. And um, we had grown to 18 states before the pandemic happened. And and when the pandemic happened, it just shut everything down. And But it was the best thing to happen to us because it, it forced us into a an area that we probably wouldn't have explored to the depths that we've explored it. And that is doing online groups. And so now... We have over 40 leaders around the country that lead our support groups seven days a week, most of the days, two times a day. And you can find all of this on our website, as well as the Solo Parent app, which you can get at any app store. There's an online calendar there where you can just literally look for like Tuesday at three o'clock or whatever time it is. You just tap the button and you're in a meeting. And so that's been so revolutionary for single parents because they don't have to think about childcare. They don't have to think about dressing up to, to get to a church facility. So that's a really accessible way to, to direct single parents to have free support and community. So we, you know, there are thousands of single parents that we've connected to each other within our app. There's in-app chats. So they're praying together. They're getting best practices from each other. It's just, it's become this kind of community thing and it's just, it's remarkable. And this 2023 is when we're relaunching our in-person groups uh, so a church can facilitate a support group at their church. So it's a little bit like it's a cross between divorce care and celebrate recovery. So it's a share recovery kind of model, but it is architected to to lead single parents through what they're dealing with. Well, and, and whether it is in person or it is online, that community aspect, I think, is what is so critical because it doesn't matter what problem that we face in the world today. The enemy wants us to feel like we're alone, that we're on an island that nobody can understand, that we're the only ones that are going through this thing. And so when we can bring that to the light and talk about it with somebody else and they can say, you know, I'm struggling that with that too, or... I've been there, you know, and this is how the Lord helped me to get through it. Have you thought about trying this or doing this? So I love that you're doing that because community, sometimes we want to pull away because we're, because the enemy's like telling us that you're not good at this or, you know, but if we just step out in faith and we link arms with other people who are in a similar situation, it can be so life-changing and life-giving. Absolutely. I'm really glad you pointed that out because it doesn't matter. It's just not for single parents that we need the community. And I would say authentic community. Like it's not one that's the, the advantage of being a single parent is you already feel kind of bruised and battered and broken, but stepping into your brokenness with other people, being authentic and being known and knowing other people in an authentic, intimate way is transformational. I mean, and, and also your relationship with God, when you can just bring all of your your pieces. And, you know, there's this, I think it's called a consigu jar or something like that. It's a Japanese jar where it's an art form where you take a broken vase 
and it's mended back together with gold. And the beauty of this is that this, this once intact jar was shattered now becomes worth more because it's brought together with these gold veins. And I think that that's a beautiful illustration of when we bring our brokenness to each other and to God, he turns that into something more beautiful. And I have found that that happens best in community. And and I think that there's, there's a lot of evidence to point to that, but um, I, so I'm really glad you identified the importance of community. It's huge. And oftentimes our biggest mess, you know, that, that we see as the big mess in our life, our mistake, that becomes our message. And we go through things in yeah. life so that we can help others who are going through similar things. So yeah, community so right. is absolutely important. So in our, in our final few minutes here, let's talk about your podcast. How long have you been podcasting? Tell us about the podcast and what do you like most about podcasting? That's a great question, you know, because I, I have spent my career or at least the first part of my career being the guy on the other side of the microphone, pushing out artists and like going, this is your platform, your message. And I reluctantly got into podcasting because there was no one else in that space. I wasn't comfortable in front of a mic or in front of a camera. Uh, I mean, I could do it for interviews and that kind of thing, but to say, use my story, it was really difficult at first, but I have grown to love podcasting. I, I love the medium. I love, you know, we really try with the solo parent podcast to not, not do any edits. Like we, we try to keep it live and messes and all. I, I, I feel like that's more engaging to people. I'm more engaged when I listen to a podcast that, they run into a brick wall, so to speak. And they're like, okay, well, let's just, uh, let's regroup. And so I, I have just found a lot of joy in doing it. I don't, we do a lot of prep work. So we don't have a, it's 52 weeks of pot. So we do every single week. So there's 52 episodes a year. And so there's a lot of prep that goes into that. That's a little laborious, but the actual recording of the podcast and putting it out there and having like, great conversations with we do some internal stuff where it's just me and three other women and we kind of talk about they're currently single parents but they're pretty far along and we wrestle with things that people are dealing with and then we have you know amazing guests we've had you know kathy lee gifford and max Lucado and like it, we've just had some wonderful people so the whole thing i tell almost every week i say the same thing like i i try not to because it's not not in good form but i learned something new every single week. And not only I wish I knew this when I was a single parent, but now I'm married and um, I'm married again. And there is so much that I learn from the discipline of doing the research and the development of the the um, content beforehand, and then having these engaging conversations that are just like, man. So I think I've grown spiritually more through me doing a podcast than um than I ever thought I would. I, you know, you kind of look at the entertainment world, at least coming from making records and videos and that kind of television, you're producing content for other people. It's just amazing when you're part of the process. And I think that's the cool thing about podcasting is that it's not just you broadcasting a bunch of stuff out there. You're kind of wrestling through with your audience, things that you're, you know, you're going through. And so it's been an amazing experience. We have a great partnership with our platform access more and, just so excited to be a part of everything that they're doing. And um, also, you know, like I said, you know, 30% of us homes are single parent homes and we've never done any marketing. And so it's been helpful being a part of a bigger 
plan where they see we're not the biggest numbers on their platform by far, but they see it as important for from a faith perspective to have nuances within the Christian walk that is represented on their platform. And single parents just happens to be a significant population segment. So we're I'm just thrilled. I absolutely love it. I love going into the studio and recording. I absolutely love it too and was reluctant to start. So I started, I homeschooled my kids for 15 years before I started writing and speaking. And my oldest son said, mom, you need a podcast. And for years I kind of like moved my microphone around the house. So I get that reluctance. And when I started, the only thing I wished is why didn't I do this sooner? It is so amazing. I have had the opportunity to meet incredible people and have them on the show. You know, you, you talked about working with musicians. Shane and Shane is one of my absolute just favorite. They have helped me process through a lot of my writing. I would listen to, to them. And then to be able to go, I got to go to Dallas and sit in their recording studio and sit with them and and they shared their testimonies like that it's just so amazing the stories that people mm. have everyone has a story to tell and it's yeah. it's been yeah i just i absolutely love it so i have enjoyed this and one more thing i wanted to say before we wrap up yeah. here is i love that you created this for solo parents you said we may not be the biggest one on the platform but you're doing exactly what i teach podcasters that come to me at Spark Media, I say, record your podcast for a felt need, right? Because like you said, there were not the resources that you needed. So where can your experience and the things that you're passionate about fill a need? Because there are people looking for those resources. So that's that's so fantastic. So yeah. I'm sorry for what you've been through. I'm glad at where you are now. And thank you so much for, for coming on by His Grace and sharing your wisdom with us today. I'd love to give you the final word as we part here for that solo parent who may be listening, what is the encouragement that you would leave with them today? Well, I think for single parents, as well as all of us is that we have a tendency in our culture to run from brokenness and to try to act like we've got it all together. And I understand that. I I get that. But there is something that I have found and I've seen in other people's lives. When you step into that brokenness and allow God to change the narrative and you have a sense of surrendered hope rather than idealized hope. It it is amazing what God does. And so I guess my message to anybody out there would be, you know, own brokenness, own your weakness, own these things that seem to be a struggle and realize that God does turn all for our good and for his glory. And I'm a living testament to, to that. And I've seen it over and over and over don't be afraid of brokenness. Don't be afraid of not having it all together and find other people that aren't acting like they've got it all together too and and build a community and watch what the Holy Spirit does. That's amazing. I love it. Amen. Thank you, Robert Beeson, for being on the By His Grace podcast today. Thank you. It was so good being here. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Phillip, and I would love to connect with you there. 